Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. On tonight's action-packed episode, Leonard continues to get the big guy's attention. Marcy shows everyone what solars are made of. Cass continues to assist the group and Liv gives it everything he has. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Episode 35, The Sun Still Shines. For those of you who botched, which is basically Cody, uh, Cody, you are currently at a uh, minus four dice penalty, and you cannot make a move except to defend yourself until that you uh, come out of this. I got a question. Would me only being able to defend myself uh, be, uh, would you say that that uh, goes against always protecting the powerless? since I can't protect the people that are going to get hurt? Uh, I would say that, yeah. Dope. I, I also have a question. Sure thing. Uh, did that count as an attack? Technically, yes. Oh man, that means I get to counterattack. Uh, th that also means I would like to choose to use Apply Anesthesia, if I may. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't say in the description whether you allow it to be used retroactively, but I believe I have before. I am just looking it up real quick. Ooh... You know what? I figure this is what this is for. You know what? I'll I will let this work. I think that that's super cool. Yeah, I'm gonna use it on. I think it can only be used on one target, so I'm gonna use it on just uh, Lenny. I guess I am the fortunate son. Um, I'm gonna say that that's probably a probably an instant medicine roll to just kind of like I don't know, like jam this him game with something. Will never ever let me have a medicine roll that works ever. It's two successes, actually, but I think that might be enough to not be a botch. That would be enough to bring Cody out of botch town. Cool. In my mind, uh, is Lenny also, is, like, Liv sees Lenny also, like, reacting awful and, like, getting worse. At the, right at the split second, he's just gonna, like, from the shoulder of the thing, just smack the shit out of Lenny. I like it. You just smack... Lenny looks like he's getting too far into his own head and you just smack the shit out of him. Just like, come on, bud, you gotta you got wake up. You gotta do Get the Get your thing. head in the game. Oh, oh man, the good old helmet head butt. Except just your face, but yeah. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I get to make a counterattack at negative two now. Go for it. 17. What the fuck? I just looked up and saw all those tens. Yeah, I said... In all fairness, I did. I said we can count those, and then I looked and saw all the tens, and I was like, oh, man. That's a lot of tense. I have made a mistake. All right. It is uh, as you go to counter it, it is going to uh, try and re-counter you. He trap my my trap card activated his trap card. Uh, as you go to swing the uh, as you go to swing your sword back at him in response to this psychic attack on you, it moves its body in weird uh alien ways as it, the sword that it holds uh, comes to parry you. It got an 18 because I keep forgetting to put its fucking potence into it. That's okay, I don't get my times 2 multiplier this time. So it's only 22. Wait, what do you mean? You you didn't hit. 
Oh wait, never mind. Because it, yeah. it has to beat the the nine or whatever, right? No, because I got seventeen and he got twelve. No, I said that he got an eighteen because I keep forgetting to put in the uh, the post. Oh, then yeah, never mind. I didn't hit. But doesn't okay. But question: What about your other thing that makes it so that this thing always takes minus nines? That's a you call because it's minus nine on any attack made against me. Okay, yeah, this isn't an attack. This is a parry. Then yeah, then it it is a close clash. But this thing's uh, godlike strength prevails against you as it it parries you. It goes to uh, push against the. Uh, the weak edge of your blade and knock it knock it aside as that uh, it then goes to thrust you through with a, with a full attack on you. This time it would actually take the minus nine. Yeah. So it ends up so it's going to be with the six potents, it's going to be whatever that I roll in uh, successes minus three. Alright, so it, it's gonna hit you with a fucking five. Of course uh, on 17 fucking D10. Yeah. 14 to parry. Seeing the strike come your way, uh, you bat the sword out of the way. Um, now we're dancing because now I get to counterattack. It's counter counterattack. Is Cody just gonna one v one this entire thing in an infinite counter war? Nah, he's only got three attacks per turn. Yeah, he's only got celerity three. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Chaos's turn eventually. You pass it through with a three. Doesn't it get its uh, potence on it? Oh, right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it does actually uh it does actually manage to parry you again. So as it goes to stab Lenny, Lenny takes a back step and goes to stab it in return, it knocks his sword out of the way again. One more round. As it it knocks the sword out of the way, you see it look like that it's going to take a defensive measure with the sword as that two of the tendrils that had popped up with the massive uh, teeth and everything are going to pop out of its shoulder and go to attack Liv. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. Well, never mind. I was going to use Hail Mary, but I don't think I need to. <laughs> wow. On 15d10, it somehow managed to roll no successes. Holy shit. I mean, it still gets the plus nine, doesn't it? You are right. No, it doesn't get a plus nine. It gets a plus six. Yeah, that's the one. Let's make sure that this thing didn't botch. Looks to me like it went exactly zero. Yeah, it went exactly zero. Yeah, so it has a uh, it has an attack of a six coming at you, Tyler. Okay. How do you want to deal with this? And it's uh, it's like little weird fleshy tentacles. Yeah, it's like little weird fleshy tentacles that it's uh popped out of its own shoulder. I would like to try to parry it by stabbing a scalpel through those tentacles and pinning them to its shoulder. Okay. Oh, also, uh, all my stuff from before is still active. Um, so it actually has to roll a plus four, a four, or it actually gets like a bunch of negatives to actually hit me, if I recall correctly. Oh, so it has to hit like a uh, it has to hit like a threshold of four to actually hit you. I think all my bonuses are at a uh, or at it wounding me. It all adds to my soak, is what all my bonuses add. Oh, okay, yeah. Basically, I think my soak roll succeed on a four up, not a six. Right, up. okay, yeah. So, like, it can hit you, but it it actually damaging you is questionable. Yeah, that's a full parry, son. Yeah, these things come at you, and you just uh, slap them the... F uh, yeah, no, you, uh, you just pin one right to its shoulder. Yep. Yeah, that's its turn. So next up is Cass again. This is my, uh, my three-round... Three turns. 
So, for the sake of time, do you just want me to tell you what I'm doing for all three of them? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, obviously I'm going to attack. So the first one is going to be just my normal attack. Then cue my actual turn. On my turn, I'm going to activate a Violet Burr, which is going to reduce my difficulty to hit with firearms by minus two and give me two extra dice to hit. And then I'm going to make my other attack with that buff on me. Alright, sounds good. Uh, roll them. First uh, fire shot is eight to hit. Lovely mass of things. Okay, so then uh, that's going to be a damage of 12. Four! It takes a damage! Woo! Now normal attack with all my fun stuff. Ten to hit. Fourteen damage then for this one. Seven damage. It takes two. And then last attack for right now. With three damage. Oh, it soaked none of it. So how's it looking now? I'd be very surprised if it got another turn, but it is still up. And that's it. So it'd be live slash the Bunga Boys. Okay. Um, does the willpower roll take my entire turn, Brendan? No, it does not. It is cool. reflexively done. Cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make that. Many, how many successes do I need? I believe you just needed another two. Yeah, I think so. Well, that settles that. Yep, you got it. You are no longer at a minus two penalty. I'm trying to think of things that would affect this thing negatively, but it's probably just going to tell me to fuck off if I try to do anything. Like, like I don't think sun affects it, or like, spicy solar blood, or... So, first off, you guys can... Okay, so I sh So, you guys are technically in... The, like, the sun is rising. The sun is beginning to rise on Brooklyn, and this thing is sizzling in the sun, but it looks like that, uh, for a lack of a better term, its healing factor is so rapid that whatever damage that the sun is doing to it, it doesn't care. Would solar blood bother it? Uh, it probably would, because then it would be right in this thing's bloodstream. Neat. Okay, I have a thing I'd like to do. I'd like to use my once-per-scene mystery needle, and... I want to take into account that where I am when I say that what this what the needle is filled with, uh, it's filled with Lenny's blood since he's right next to me. Do you just like, do you just like yes. jab Lenny real quick and so hard that he doesn't notice and then just pump it right? No, in? No, he'll thing? notice. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be like mid fight fighting this thing with Lenny, and I'll just like whisper to him like very quickly while we're fighting. You'll feel a small pinch and stab him in the neck and draw a vial full of blood, and then I want to drive the needle into this thing's eyeball. Oof. Okay, yep. um, I'm gonna say that that sounds like a strength in medicine roll, which is probably the weirdest roll that I've ever asked you to make me. But it's still ten dice. <laughs> and this is an attack roll, yes? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm gonna probably say that I want to know if this thing hits first. Um, obviously the, uh, the accuracy would add on to this. Oh, this is just to get the blood from Lenny. Oh, you don't have to worry. I'm going to assume that Lenny. I'm going to assume that Lenny just lets you have it because it's mystery vial, right? You, you sure about that? Because you know, last time he sucked me with a needle, he infected me with a disease that almost killed me and then bit me, and then I saved you. Come on, you trust me? It's a weird way to pronounce "bit." Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would have. I would have uh, also accepted. Yeah, I had this needle at some point. No one knows when I got it. You're a very heavy sleeper, Lenny. He got it on the car right up. Okay, and I think I get a plus two bonus to uh, from through dead ice. That's what I have. Okay, so I'm actually doing 15 dice. Uh, yeah, because of the accuracy. Yep. Yep. That's a lot of nines. I count six. You Wait, rolled where? it in the wrong chat. He put it in the Pathfinder chat. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Do you want me to re-roll that, or is that still valid? 
Oh, I found it. I, I just like I saw it pop up, and I was like, "Where the fuck is this coming from?" It's right next to the exalted chat, and my, my, my hands picked the wrong one. Yeah, I count six. Okay, this thing's kind of big, and it doesn't exactly have a dodge score, but it it doesn't have a good dodge score, but it technically has a chance. Okay, here we go. This this is the Zemisi Antediluvian's dodge score. It has two dice. <laughs> Oh, look at that negative one. Now, technically, it does get an automatic plus two from its celerity. So technically, that is a one. But I only really cared about you hitting. Yeah. Because this is a weird thing that makes me have to, like, think about exactly what that that's going to do to it. This is some live brand bullshit, and I'm sorry. You no, know, you're totally fine. It, it's probably better than my idea, which is just to have Lenny open one of its mouths and you just shoot sunlight inside of it i mean it's that or have uh live just shoot a puddle of lenny's blood wait no you can just pull marcy's blood she's standing next to you well no mystery syringe only works once per scene unless i spend essence oh shit yeah but or grabbing somebody's (laughs) blood to put in your bow okay so tyler here's my question for you yes sir I will let this do some damage in one of two ways. The first way is a big hit that hits all at once. Second is a dot that's going to keep ticking down every turn. Not every round, every turn. Oh, so all of Cass's turns it ticks, huh? Yeah, pretty much. But it's going to tick down by like a by like two dice. Mm. Here's here's my here's my thing to you. If you do it as one big thing, you can then on your next round spend the mystery, spend the essence for mystery needle to do it again. If the dot is still up there by time that you can do it next time, if the dot is still up there, even if it's only got like two dice left, you can't use mystery needle in the same way. So it's so if I do the big hit, I can theoretically do it again. Yes, but if you do the dot, like basically it's. The big hit has a chance to do some big damage, but the dot has a chance to do more, but it's going to be over time. Question. So, is using Lenny's blood considered one, and then using Marcy's blood considered another? It would be like applying the same dot in the game, in, in, a, in a video game. So it would, like, re-up the, buff, the dot, it wouldn't make a second one. Right. But could I have the big hit and then the dot, or vice versa? I will let you do the big hit and then the dot, but not the dot and then the big hit. Well, to be fair, based on the roleplay, I I can't imagine somebody stabbing a needle into my eyes being a small hit. I'm going to go with the big hit first anyway. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, not bad. You want to know what else is not bad? Hmm. Uh, Since that's solar blood going right through its veins and it's using a lot of its fortitude to deal with the sun already, I'm not applying its soak to that. Ooh. Gross. When you jam the uh, the needle into its eye, this thing makes a unholy screech. The kind of thing that only a 50-foot humanoid from uh, before the flood of civilization could make. Its entire body seems to recoil as the eye deflates as uh, liquid uh, streams out of it. But due to the nature of what that you're doing to it essentially the solar blood has more or less turned the acidic blood in it into uh it's kind of like uh balanced it out ph wise so you're actually kind of safe as the ocular fluid uh streams onto your arm 
However, once you remove the syringe, though, you can see it still burning behind its skull. Um, the eyeball reinflates, uh, though it does have a different color to the iris now, and it seems to lock eyes with you as it is now very, very upset. Hey, Tyler. Hmm. This damage, it ain't me. But it is some fortunate son. All right, bud. That was pretty good. That was pretty fucking good. Uh, next up, I believe, is going to be Cass. The Bunga Boys still oh, get Oh, I'm to sorry. Go. The Bunga Boys still get to go. Yeah. They're going to slice up that flush, flush pile. Oh, this is going to be so gruesome. If the Bunga Boys are even still solid. They're more animatronics than wax right now. Because, you know, there's been a lot of fire being thrown at this thing. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot of fire. It's fine. Cass will just get the bill in the mail. <laughs> With the amount of damage that you can do on there, it, 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 there, there is no way that you're not killing it. I will let you know right now that this thing has literal one HP left. There is no way that you're not killing it by sending the Bunga Boys at it. Hmm. If that's the case, maybe I already said I was going after the after the flesh pile. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that then. Okay then, Tyler. Um, how do the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles do this? It turns out they were the Shredders all along. They just tear it to pieces. Their swords and other bladed implements. The weird animatronic bits that are, like, torn to pieces. It's like watching Mitch McConnell's flabby flesh go through a wood chipper. Oh. The melting wax of the 60 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that you have summoned into uh, existence through necromantic means and a father with a weird hobby go through this massive, what was once a cocoon of Zemisi with nunchaku, sai, sword, and staff flailing about in weird, almost uncanny valley ways. And yet they turn this thing into a wood chipper, a blazing wood chipper, as the fire is reaching them and causing their voice boxes to not sound quite right anymore, as more and more turtle catchphrases are uttered. It's pizza time. Never pay full price for late pizza. Cowabunga. Ah, <laughs> oh, perfect. Winter. No. And with that, that thing is out of the way. Nice. And I believe that now, it's all, now it is Cass's turn again. So with that thing being dead, I'm gonna grab some, some fire, pivot, and look up at a Zemisi, and be like, okay, target acquired? <laughs> Just launch some fire at it. Eight to hit. Alright, now remember, this thing, do this thing does still have some dodge dice. I'm aware. Alright. It, 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 it basically got a three, so you have uh, nine, nine on the damage. But now it can't dodge ever again. Five damage. All those fives, eights, and tens, man. Since it is currently dealing with the sore blood running through its veins, until the end of this, uh, until the beginning of next round, I'm going to actually be halving its soak. It takes one, da it takes one damage from Cass's fireball uh, being shot, and it is an eyeball pops out on like it's like one of its hand, one, one of its free hands, and like observes Marcy and Cass as they have now joined the fight proper. I don't like it. Next up is Marcy, and if she so wishes, power word Hodag. You know, might be a good time to do that. Um, so before she takes her shot, 
or, or does anything. I'm going to spend one of the gun's essences to do a reload, because it needs to reload. My gun has spent three essence. <laughs> and then as she finishes loading it, how, uh, you said Zemisi's like 50, 50 foot tall. Like He's huge, right? So I could oh, yeah. hit him and not have to worry about my friends. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Your fronds. So before Marcy, my fronds, before Marcy takes her shot, she's going to tuck her gun kind of under her arm for a second and put her hands around her mouth to make like a cone and just yell the word Hodak really loudly. And then she's going to take her gun again and point it at the, at Zemisi, preferably in an area not close to the boys, and use the dragon's side and uh, shoot a big old thing of flame at it. Okay, go ahead and roll that uh, dex and firearms to see what the what the bonus damage is. Nice. Okay, so you're going to add 7 on top of that 12, and then you're going to roll, uh, so that would be 19 damage. Or, yeah, 19 damage. Okay. Britt, did you remember to add your accuracy into that attack? No. Because I keep forgetting accuracy is a thing. So it would be adding 8 to the 12. Okay, so then that's 20 damage. Okay, so it manages to soak uh, 2 of it, so it takes 6 damage. As it, you unleash a, uh, a gout of flamethrower flame onto the uh, onto the Zemisi, uh, or probably like around its shins or something. And it is, it is not liking it. It is, uh, the flesh uh, near it is bubbling and boiling. Yep. Next up is Cass. Oh, wait, no, I'm okay. sorry. Next up is, sorry, next up is Hodag, who technically goes on Marcy's turn because he, he's like a pet. <laughs> I apologize. I almost completely forgot about Jeff Hodag. The gall. How dare. So, a rumbling occurs near downtown Brooklyn. Throughout the whole city can be heard the terrifying screech of the Rhinelander Hodag, Jeff Hodag, as it comes storming through the the main street of Brooklyn. This 20-foot-tall giant lizard comes bounding, climbing over a small uh, abandoned apartment building and leaps at the torso of the Zemisi. Brit, would you like for it to do a bite, a claw, or a tail lash? Um, let's go with claw. All right. The Rhinelander Hodag leaps up and goes to claw at it. The Zemisi, however, uh, brings down a hand to its face and swats it down to the ground. No, Jeff. However, Jeff Hodag, being the most righteous and great Hodag that he is, lands lands upon his tail, skids, and lets out a roar of... Hodag, 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 Hodag noises. <laughs> All right, now it is Cass's turn. So you said that, uh, uh, question, would I be able to tell if the sun is bothering it more or father or fire is bothering it more? I would say that the sun is probably bothering it more than fire is. Cool. Has the sunlight shifted over to where I'm yet, at yet? Uh, I'd say at this point it has, yeah. Oh, say, so the sunlight shines down. I'm gonna let it bask over me for a moment and take one hand and kind of 
almost form it into multiple, like just an arrow, but it looks like it has multiple tips on it. And I'm going to fire it. It's, they're all going to split off so it looks like a massive sunbeam. And then they're going to come back together and hit Zamisi. Cool. Uh, I'm super down for that. Uh, I'm going to say that that's going to be uh, seven damage on that because it's uh, like base because it's, uh, you know, it's basically this thing's main weakness. And I thought my bullshit was anime. Meanwhile, Christina's over here firing Gundam rockets at a giant vampire. So 10 to hit. Nice. So then that's going to be 17 damage because it has no more dodge. Nine damage. All right. Time to try and soak that. Upgrading from fire to sunlight. It manages to soak three and takes uh, six and then next would be Wom. Ah, yes. What was once many Sasquatch is going to jump up and just try to grapple with this large antediluvian horror. Go ahead. Is it just an attack roll? It would just be an attack roll, yeah. Okay. Try, let me look up his attack stat. The nice thing is, is that since that this thing is not using uh, the sword for most of its defenses, because the sword gives it full... Uh, basically, the, its sword hand is focused on Lenny. It's just 8d10. So like, luckily enough, because it, it keeps having to technically do a bunch of different actions, like, it is actually losing attack yeah, on, uh, it is actually losing, like, defensives against everyone except for Lenny, because, like, Lenny's always going to hit it anyway. Yeah, makes sense to me. Oof, you managed to hit that thing. Neat. I, that was just a grapple to try to, like, get his attention. Okay, where where, where is Wom's going to grapple the 50-foot Zamisi? Right on the face, of course. Okay, so Wams is headlock. So Wams is uh okay, so he goes up and tries to put Zamisi in a headlock. Okay, I'm down with this. Wear your mask, you inconsiderate son of a bitch. Alright, so uh let's see, what is Wams damage value or strength or whatever? Uh six plus successes. Okay, so then you got uh six plus seven, so you got um thirteen damage on this. Excellent. Wow. I see five damage. Um, I see... Oh, wait, yeah, because it doesn't double. Yes, five. Okay, it soaks four of it. So what you're saying is, this weird mishmash Sasquatch whore put this guy into a very naked choke and hurt him. That is, in fact, what happens. It is very confused, but also interested in your artwork. It is going to, um... Uh, when it comes back to Wams' turn, we're going to, uh... Basically do, do a little bit of, uh... It, you're going to have some advantages on keeping it in that chokehold and doing more damage. Dope. So next up, I believe, is going to be Cass and then Lenny five times in a row. Yeah. Some beam attack. Only five. Eight damage. And it soaks nothing. You do eight damage to it. Holy shit. Woo. Sunlight is my friend, apparently. All right. Next up is going to be Cody. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'll save my bullshit for my actual turn. We'll just do uh, five attacks this time. All right. It it soundly beats you on the first attack. It's going to beat me on the second attack. It no. does not. No, it does. Plus six. Oh, right. But you are noticeably wearing down its uh, its personal defense as it its blood is uh, pumping very rapidly. And yeah. It has not had a refill in a little bit. Well, I'm about to give him a refill. I need you to stop getting all these ones, Cody. I'm trying. Oh, oh, okay. You beat it by you beat it by four there. Yeah. Oh no! All right. So, and then was that all of your attacks, or is that, or do you have any more? I've got one more, and since 
he's definitely parrying every attack uh, Lenny throws at him. Okay. I would. Um, like- I, w- I was actually. Can you give me just one second, Cody? Yeah. Yeah. Since, since you're about to uh, change stuff up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So. The first four attacks that you rain down on him, the first three are deftly parried as uh, the Orichalcum blade meets the uh, the bone blade that it's produced. Somehow it is keeping pace with you, even as you burn through essence and can feel the, uh, the, the, the heat of the sun radiating off of your body. The clanging of metal on hollowed and uh, c- compressed bone is ringing throughout the entirety of Brooklyn. On the fourth hit, uh, you somehow manage to get past its defense and strike a clean blow into its uh, into its sword arm, but the flesh uh, seems to heal faster than you can deal damage. And then on the fifth blow, what happens? On the fifth blow, Lenny's going to grab the end of the bone sword with his free hand and cartwheel down it to the Zanisi's wrist, wrapping his... Uh, Ori Calcum Diclave around the wrist in a clinch with the blade facing in, attempting to pull it through the hand. You know, I'm getting real tired of uh, you blocking, so block this and attempt to pull it through. Essentially, getting into a clinch around his wrist. All right, roll it. Let's see how this works. And the reason why that's a uh, 22 is because my dragon coil technique allows me to add my essence rating to gain and maintain the clinch. Watch, Brendan will roll a 16. So even with the potence, you manage to beat it by one. Hey, one is one. So you uh, come down this thing's uh, blade and then right onto its sword arm, getting ready with the clinch. It looks confused for a moment, and then it can you see the realization of what that you're doing to it, as that it can feel the blade of the... Uh, of the orichalcum on its skin. Go ahead and roll me damage, bud. Cool, because Dragon Coil Technique also adds my essence rating to damage. I believe, yep, that is still passive. I count 10. Yep, me too. Okay, let's see what it can soak. Oof, it takes an entire regular person's worth of lethal damage. Finally. Because <laughs> Lenny pulls back on the... Uh, Ori Calcum blade biting into flesh. Honestly, I'm going to say that uh, with how much damage you did all at once to it uh, like that, you actually managed to sever the arm. You don't deserve this. And he pulls the blade back and twists as he falls to the ground, landing on top of the wrist stump as the uh, bone blade just stabs through the asphalt below. Okay. He looks um, up at him. Real quick, Cody, can you make me a dodge roll? You need three successes, because there's about to be some acid blood coming your way. Thanks for making a hole, so now I can shoot sunlight right into it. Yep, you managed to get out of the way. Just barely. Like, you look, like, very impressed with yourself for a moment. And then you remember, oh, right, acid blood, and, like, dive out of the way. As you have uh, nicked a major artery, and there is now acid blood streaming down. Took away its sword and gave it an acid flamethrower. At the top of round three, it is time for that good old D100 roll. Nope. The werewolves continue doing their jobs as, uh, yeah, well, I mean, they basically turned this thing into, uh, 
I'll, I'll let you guys know right now. If you guys had not evacuated uh, New York, it was like a 10% chance that it didn't find something to munch on. Gross. Yeah. So, like, you guys kind of, like, prepared enough to actually make this a very winnable fight. Now, with the things uh, Bone Blade and Sword down on the ground and an Acid Geyser coming out of its wrist, Leonard stands and is ready to go again. All right. Cody, you want to make that willpower roll for me? Yeah. What's the bonuses I get since it's making me betray an it? A, uh, trying to make me betray an intimacy? Uh, it's actually not trying to make you betray an intimacy. Oh, yeah. You didn't botch, technically. Yeah, because Tyler fixed that. That looks like it gets you out of the uh, out of the uh, the, the fear.com there, bud. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go ahead and roll a dodge roll for the dumb thing I'm about to do. Okay. Can you please describe the dumb thing you're about to do before you make the dodge roll, just so I can know if that even if the, you, it is even dodgeable? I'm gonna use my uh, graceful crane technique to run up the stream of blood back to its uh, shoulder area. Metal. I'm going to say that since that you're not, um, I'm going to honestly say since that you are having to use the acid, you cannot dodge it. Like, you can either use the acid or you can dodge it. You, you can't do both. You know what I'll do then? I'll spend an essence to have the acid not hit me as I run up it. Okay, that also works. So Lenny just runs up this stream of acid blood to get back to the uh, shoulder nape of the neck area of this titan. And goes to slash across its uh, carotid artery with his Oricalcum Diclave. That is now glowing even more golden. All right, go ahead and roll it. Uh, since it is back at the top of initiative, it gets its full soak again. Yeah. It is, as you're running up its arm, it is going to try and manifest a bunch of tentacles to slow you down. And it's going to get you with, oh, what, yeah, yeah, it's going to get you with a 16. Dang it. You go, you go to... Uh, Slash at its uh, carotid artery, but as the last tentacle pops up, you basically it basically like knocks you just off, just barely off course from uh, getting the slash through on it. Now I believe that it's Cass's turn, unless of course you had anything else to do, Cody. No, not yet. I'm gonna save uh, activating Peony Blossom until I know I don't need that essence this round. Okay, so now that we've got kind of this gaping wound, even though it's spewing acid. Um, I'm gonna basically take some sunlight, aim for that massive area, and we're gonna try and see if we can shoot some sunlight into its, uh, insides. Sounds good. Ten to hit. Okay, so then that's gonna be, uh, 17 damage, I believe. Okay, I didn't know if he had anything or not. No, not really. For ten damage. Alright, it is going to try and soak. And it, now that it's not being bothered by the other sunlight uh, that Liv put directly into its eyeball, uh, it does manage to soak it. So next up is its turn. I did have a question. Um, so since it's spewing out acid, is that an issue for us on the ground? Do I need to get to higher ground? For you guys on the ground, it is not going to be an issue uh, at the moment. But if it continues to do that and does not regrow its hand, it might become a problem soon. All right. Well, then I will get you into consideration. So the first thing that this thing is going to do is let out a massive roar of defiance and pain as that uh, multiple massive tendrils are going to come out of the middle of its body. And they are going to go to knock some fucking buildings down on all of you. Uh oh, how are you all going to get out of the way of buildings? Buildings being collapsed onto you. 
dodge life and run. Yeah, dodging seems like a good uh, idea. All right. So attend to dodge. Here goes nothing. Are we all just trying to beat that seven? <laughs> uh, you guys are trying to beat a 13 because potent. Marcy's not good at dodging oh. buildings. Uh, um, I would say that uh, Liv and uh, Lenny really don't have to worry about the buildings. They are kind of on the shoulders. All right. So, Tyler, what's your what's your plan? Because I can continue fighting once I save Marcy. Oh, OK. Uh, I was just trying. I didn't know if that took the fight. If not, then feel free to go ahead. I don't know. Would he still be in range for a counterattack if I uh, jumped down to Marcy's uh, level? No. No, no, he would not. No. Okay. Then, uh, Tyler, if you if you got something for this. Uh, my plan was oh. just to yeet her out of the way and get crushed by the building, but because buildings can't hurt me. I have, I have a question. Yes. For my push counter, would I be able to use that to help myself? Yes, you would. Then let me try that. So, two bullets... To make a dex and firearms roll to assist defending friends, damage roll is halved and can't benefit from elemental bullets. Another six would make it nine, but that is still not enough. So do you guys want to use, because uh, like right now it's Cass and uh, Marcy uh, that are going to be hit by buildings. Uh, do you guys want to use uh, get out of jail free cards or what? Oh, I, I, I think I already used mine. I didn't know that uh, Cass was getting hit too. I haven't used mine. It just barely hit me by one. Oh, if I would have known that, I would have used my push counter to help you instead. Do you want to? Do you want to do that instead, Britt? I feel can like I that—that that is. Can I, feel I transfer like, it to her. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that is really in line with the, with Marcy's character. I, and then I I also was under the assumption that she wasn't getting hit. Otherwise, I would have said use it on her anyway. I I yeah. rolled a ten, and it's a two plus to hit me. But since he since potency put him over and got a thirteen, that's the only he hit me by literally one. So then, yeah, I would use mine on uh, on Cass to, to help her. Yeah, so basically, uh, Marcy sees this happening, and as Cass is running and is, like, almost about to be crushed by, like, a piece of, like, a floor of, like, a building, there's, like, a sudden push at your back as more or less, like, very, very, like, beanbags, uh, but propelled from, from a shotgun, hit you in the back and, like, push you out of the way. I imagine since I got elemental bullets, it could be, like, wind. Like, a gust of wind just is like, gah, gah. Oh, yeah. You know, this, you know, like, the air zookas that you can get back when, like, we were younger? Yeah, yeah, I, that that's way cooler. I like that way better than beanbags. <laughs> so, uh, how's Marcy getting out of this, then? I got nothing, guys. I, I... I'm going to use my get out of jail free card for. Okay. So as the buildings come tumbling down, Marcy is knows that she's stuck. There's no way out of this, but she sees that she can help her friend. So in one last act, she shoots a gust of wind at Cass to get her just outside of the range of the collapsing building. As that for a moment, you're watching the combat and maybe for just a second, you accept your fate as that this is what's going to happen. There comes the sound of energy grappling onto metal and melting it as five tons worth of uh, carbon fiber, metal, and drifting energy come sliding across one of the crumbling buildings. The door to the Tokyo Drift Star Stargazer, Roko, and Jotun inside opens up and snatches up Marcy, getting out of the way 
and then depositing her back on the battlefield after after a quick drift session around the crumbling Brooklyn streets. The three of them, as the windows roll down, give you thumbs up and drive away. <laughs> Excellent. That is beautiful. Basically, for the record, anytime you guys use a get out of jail free card, I'm going to have an NPC that you guys have all dealt with come in and help you. Excellent. Next, it is going to use its one good hand to try and grab Leonard. Cody, please be able to parry an 11. Oh, wait, no, no, because it has that minus nine shit. Yeah, I was about to say, no, I don't think I will, but I think I might. <laughs> yeah, you just had to beat a two. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, its hand comes down and, uh, oh, right, you get the counter, don't you? Parry this, you fucking casual. Uh, ten to counter. So that's uh, seven over. Damn, Cody, 15 damage. You buddy, look at those tens. I'm making up for all those ones I rolled on my peony blossom. It soaks nine of it. I will let you guys know you are doing some fucking dope-ass damage to this thing. It is going down. You're about to hit new mechanics, maybe. Hey. Oh, boy. I imagine as it's, uh, as this Macy's hand comes down to try to crush Lenny, he's just... Swipes at the uh, wrist with the di with his orichalcum diaclave as blood sprays across it, each droplet turning what little bit of steel is left into glowing gold orichalcum as it spreads across the sword. Um, as you swipe across its wrist, you can see you can hear the rumbling in this thing's massive lungs. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to dodge that uh, shower of acid blood, too? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you do it. Dope. You see the hand that was going to grip Lenny turns towards the the massive crew of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It has seen things and knows what is and isn't a threat. Anyone who has it is welcome to roll a cult for me. And uh, perception. <laughs> Not I. Oh, occult and perception. I thought occult was always intelligence. Uh, because this is uh, happening so quick, I was making it be perception, which would put you at six successes. Like, so you see this thing start to gather uh, basically occult energy, uh, spiritual energy, as it, it points towards the Bunga Boys. If you want, you uh, in seeing this, you know that it is basically doing a what would be the equivalent of a mass exorcism. Uh oh, it is going to try and get those spirits out of those out of those animatronics. Uh, what can be done about that? So uh, there's a few things that you could do. You could either try to act quickly, basically to stop it, um, but you'd be at some dice penalties to do that. Or if you want to uh, roll at full dice and uh, maybe get some bonuses, but you'd be skipping your next turn, I would allow you to figure something out. Basically, like, you take your turn now to do something instead of basically getting a quick action to try and stop it. Um, since the Bunga Boys are just kind of uh, bonus firepower, I think I'll just take the quick action. Unless okay. the others think I should do otherwise. I think, honestly, the quick action makes the most sense. And you know that uh, exorcism uh, is only going to make the ghosts stop inhabiting the bodies. It's not going to, like, send them to oblivion. Right. So I would say, since you're working this very quickly to try and stop it, it's almost like a really, like, rapid counterspell almost. I would say roll your 
wits and occult at a minus one die. Okay. If this doesn't work, I have a follow-up that might be a little spicy. I'm always here for spiciness. Let's see if it works first, but I, I, it might be kind of spicy. Wits and occult, huh? Yep. Pretty good roll. Seven successes. Okay, that is pretty good. I've got to roll its uh, occult and intelligence since it kind of had this plan because this thing is one of the oldest sorcerers in existence. Uh, I got I count seven for me. Brendan, uh, let me put something on the table to see what you think about it. Uh, I'd like to adopt the, uh, the martial arts mindset of meet force with uh, meet strength with weakness. He wants to expel the spirits from the Bunga Boys, correct? Uh, yes. I would like to let him. But then send all the spirits into what was once mini Sasquatch, the thing around his neck. You know what? Since that you both matched, I will let this happen. And since I prepared what was once mini Sasquatch, I imagine it's already kind of prepared to be a vessel for spirits. I will let this happen. Excellent. So the Bunga Boys are now out, but what what once once many Sasquatches is now super powered. I just imagine that the guy like chuckles and points at the Bunga Boys. Liv just cracks a, a wry, tired smile and just lets it happen. <laughs> then chuckles and points at what was once many Sasquatches. Kind of. So next is going to be the three cast turns. Okay, so I'm going to try... So it's basically going to be a sunlight attack. Then it's going to be my actual turn, which I'm going to pop my anima power and... um run up on top of, like, a car or something so I'm not quite on the ground and then pop off my attack from there. Okay, sounds good. And the anima power is the one that uh, blocks all mental uh, mumbo-jumbo, right? Yeah, so uh, myself and nearby allies can't have their thoughts read or be subjected to magical mind control. Eight to hit. Okay, plus seven is fifteen. Nine. It soaks, it soaks seven, so it takes two damage. 17 damage on the second strike as more sunlight comes out and it goes to soak and it manages to do so this time. And then for the last one, oh, wow, eight damage from Cass. So Cass takes a bunch of sunlight the first time, puts it in, shoots. There's a little bit of damage to the uh, to the wound that she's been hammering on. She goes, jumps onto a car, pulls out more sunlight, and this time it's ready. Uh, it, so it soaks the full damage, but it's uh, the one eye that it's made is uh, more are turning towards you as that you're becoming the more interesting target to it. And then as it, it finally opens up that one eye, you kind of see it and aim for the new eye and deal some massive fucking damage to it. The eye, bur the retina of it burns, bursts and closes as it, the uh, the thing that had opened up on its arm uh turns back into, re air quotes, regular flesh. Next up is Liv. Brendan, I think it might be time. Time for what? Remember, the, remember that charm I took? For just this oh, occasion? Yeah. I think it might be time. Okay. Uh, if you would like to give, me a, give the group a description of exactly what that does and what that looks like, I would really appreciate it. Are you going to unleash a plague? Oh, no. Quite the opposite, actually. Are you going to take its vampirism from it? Kinda? Not really. You guys knew that I got this, but you forgot. To be fair, so did you. Yes, I did. You got me. Liv kind of looks around and sees all the chaos of the battle, and for a moment, he just has a sigh, and thinks of a time when this wasn't what happened to him. When he wasn't like this, uh, morose, 
negative being, and he was fighting with his friends in a brighter time, a time of heroism and action. And uh, after another deep breath, the sunken, gaunt face of Liv, for in, in a few moments, fades. Uh, his gray, pale hair becomes blonde once again, and an odd light overtakes him. Uh, Wait, did Brendan, you take the take Maxi's charm? Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah, bud. The unconquered hero technique. Yeah. The what? The I'm a solar charm. Uh, just to, I, I can have a little solar as a treat. Uh, so I believe that for the next 24 hours, Liv counts as a solar. He no longer counts as a creature of darkness. He gets all the benefits of being a solar. And um, I still keep all my abyssal powers, by the way. He still keeps all of his abyssal powers, but again, no longer counts as a creature of darkness. And in 24 hours, he's going to find out that that might not have been the best choice. But right now, it's what it's what the world needs. You're damn right it is. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a like and subscribe on your podcast app of choice? And while you're there, why not give us a review? It helps show the podcast Skynet that we deserve a chance to. Oh, I didn't even mean for that to rhyme. (laughs) Speaking of our machine overlords, if you wanted to give us a follow and continue to appease them, you can do that on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, on Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting, and if you wanted to ask us questions, you can send that into a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this campaign is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crux. Other music in this episode was provided by Brian Boyko, Raphael Crux, and Alexander Nakarada. Well, folks, we made it. Next week is going to be the final episode of Friendly Neighborhood Exalts. After that, we're planning on releasing some bonus content and finishing up what was recorded for Shadow of the Demon Lord before we move on to something new and more hopeful. But again, thank you for making it this far, and I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice.